High School Musical the Musical the series is a mockumentary like The Office, but with singing. Or if you prefer, it's like Glee with a lot of Jim Halperts running around. So far, there have been 15 episodes, two specials, and a soundtrack album released by Disney. If you're unfamiliar with the plot, you've got a group of theater kids who attend the same school that the original High School Musical movie was filmed at. In season one, they do a production of the film. Season two, they're working on a production of Beauty and the Beast. Each episode is character-centric, like Skins. The episode we're talking about today is The Quinceanero, Season 2, Episode 5. Does this episode deserve its IMDb rating? How closely does it honor the movies? Is this the moment that Zac Efron makes his long-awaited cameo? What songs are sung? Does Olivia Rodrigo steal the show now that she's mega-famous? And is the real reason they chose to produce Beauty and the Beast for Season 2, as opposed to basing the production around High School Musical 2, the movie, because Disney is working on a live-action prequel series of Beauty and the Beast, and this is one easy, sneaky way to promote it? Get ready for answers to all these questions and more as we head into today's episode. So, I've never actually watched the movies, and... I know you watched all three of them when they first came out. Yeah, well, I think and I... Since you're 56 years old, that means Wait, that you were in, like, your 40s. What? I, I'm not 56 years old. How old are you? I'm I'm 22. <laughs> oh. Okay. Well, that makes a little bit more I sense. I was, like, five when the first one came out. Yeah. How, how many of your friends watched it, do you think? Uh, I don't know, but it was very popular at my school when it did come out, I remember. The first one I didn't see originally. I saw it before the second one came out because Disney kept on promoting, had the big stars of the first one promote the second one for so long. Like, I don't think the first one came out in 2003, by the way. You said you were five. Well, uh, well yeah, like maybe. I think it was like 20, 2007 or something. No, I think the first oh, that's one was 2005. One? No, 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 last one was 2009. That, that was the one that was shown in theaters, High School Musical 3, which is funny because when I was in fourth grade, I remember thinking to myself, well, that's weird how they're going to show it on TV and in the movie theater, not realizing they weren't going to show it on TV. Yeah, and they never did because the third one was really not liked, right? Well, no, the third one I think is the most liked out of all of them. Really? Would you rate it that way? Uh, no, I'd rate probably the second one higher. Really? Yeah, I think I remember most from the second one because I did watch that one the day it came out. I remember, and I think. Do you remember I, all the songs? No, the only one, the only two that I remember are the beginning songs to High School Musical two when oh. they talk about when they sing about summer and High School Musical three, and I think the beginning song is them playing the big final game of their senior year. Yeah, we have a game later, and if you don't pass, then you have to sing one of the high school. That's not gonna songs. happen. That's not gonna happen. Well, then you gotta be. Oh, sure and that I, you win the game. I I also remember we're all in this together. Obviously, that's like the big one. Did they sing that in this episode? No. They don't sing. I, I thought that they were going to come up with their own songs when I uh, watched this. They mix this, it up. But... Some originals, some known songs, and then some that are from the actual film. Right, yeah, because this song, I know that they use Miley Cyrus's Climb Up song, which was strange to hear, but I was yeah, like, oh, it's Disney. Hero. You're talking about the episode we're at, right? Yes, yeah. Um, unlike when we did the Mighty Ducks or Saved by the Bell, you didn't really have anything to go off of those. But with this... How closely does the series follow or pay homage or make you nostalgic to the films? Actually, not that much because this show, uh, first off, you don't get a song for a good 20 minutes. And I was like, what's this like having to do with High School Musical at all? Then you get like some of the dances and you get uh, someone playing, like I said, my decided to climb on the back of a truck with a white piano, which I do think is an homage to the second one. But except for that, yeah, I didn't really feel any nostalgia because the show, and this isn't a bad thing, but the show really isn't like the movies that much. 
expand on that like how do you mean well first off the movie has a higher budget and they're all original songs and mm -hmm. they're very very catchy here they use at least like half of them are covers because they only use two songs in this show yeah. and also they have side panels which adds a sense of realism to this show that the movies didn't have because the movies it was just a musical people break into song and they automatically know the lyrics and just everyone is singing here it's like no people yeah, realize that they're being real sung life. too Right, yeah. And it, so, it exists in a universe where the movies are actually the movies. Are they, like, filming a documentary or something? Cause mockumentary. Side, mockumentary, yes. yeah. Because the side panels were very, like, off-putting, <laughs> especially when they first were using them. But also, you mean, like, jarring? Like, it took you out for the tone? Yeah, thing? well, yeah. I want to also mention the fact that, like, the references, they do a pretty good job not overloading you with them, but you do get some old ones or borderline old ones. Like, a kid tells his parents, okay, boomer, in the episode. I believe it was Ricky telling his dad, okay, boomer. You were going to say, because I heard that there was a Les Miserables reference about how well, someone looked. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's a couple different ones. Like, Derek Huff is in this show, which is weird. And you don't Why is that weird? Because I did not expect a Dancing with the Stars person to be in the show. And he does Who does this, he play? He plays the antagonist, um, like a... Uh, kind of play instructor of a different school miss mm -hmm. jen is the person who is directing this play of the school that they're actually at he yes. but he's dancing the salsa within the first five minutes which i found funny but then it goes to the side panel miss jen and then she's like those hips don't lie and i was like that reference is so old at this point that like even they're even though they're trying to make it seem like i heard you laughing in the other room was that, i was not i was, was that no no during that part no okay but there was a scene that i did find very funny towards the end that dealt with him yeah, go ahead. Jump right toward the end. Yeah, well, it starts with the coffee shop scene because Miss Jen is telling Zach, we have these puppies that are going to be in the first act of this play. And that gets Beauty Zach, and the Beast. Yeah, yeah. and that gets Zach scared because he's like, they're going to have actual dogs, which is going to mean it's going to look really cool. So he his school is in direct competition with hers. Right, because he's doing a uh, production of The Little Mermaid. But uh -huh. instead... All as, Disney films, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They this goes with my theory that the reason why Disney is trying to like beef up uh, promotion for for these classics yeah because they have because a lot they have i'm a lot sure the little mermaid like something's in the work with that as yeah because well. they have a lot of disney references but he posts a video where he says instead of doing the little mermaid we are going to do beauty and the beast and we are going to have Wait, dogs they, they just like straight up yeah. steal their play <laughs> yeah he like he has i think a little mermaid i thought they were going to steal the dogs it. like a la corral that, that would have been that would funny no but he says we're going to have dogs in the first act of the in, like climactic scene in the forest and then they kept on zooming in on the dog's face which first off was funny but then the girl who was also what, in the video. What sort of dog was it? Uh, it was a black dog. I think Black Lab or something like that. But then the girl in the video turns to the dog and says, sing for mommy. And the dog starts barking and singing at the same time. That was probably the funniest joke out of the whole episode. So they saved the best for last. Yeah, basically. Okay. So yeah, let's talk about quinceanero because that's the name of the uh, episode. And you might be more used to the term quinceanera, mm -hmm. which is fiesta de quince años, which is... 15 years old right That's right what it yeah means. it's a big deal yeah but isn't this episode about a 16 year old's birthday yeah i think carlos and basically carlos but that takes away you understand my confusion yeah but it keeps in is for a guy right i think it's not actually a thing oh it's not well thought... not traditionally no. oh okay why well, okay I... it celebrates a girl becoming a woman so not really and even with the quinceanero like i guess it's like a bar and bat mitzvah right that's, they're making a play on it that's what i thought yeah yeah but... it's also like a debutante ball or a sweet 16 like people have compared it to a lot of these right but it's a guy and he's turning 16 even though it's traditionally a 15 year old girl's party yeah i, I <laughs> thought it was 16 year old but yeah no for carlos he's going to he's turning 16 and he has his boyfriend seb 
who is really bad at lying, so he doesn't want to give anything away. But Carlos continually is dropping hints that it's going to be his 16th birthday. And I'll, I'll, give, I'll say this about the show's plots. There's not a lot of shows where they like something happens in them but then there's no conflict like for example i thought that carlos was going to get very annoyed with seb because they're setting up the secret party in a barn where all of his friends are going to be and they're going to have gifts and singing and all this stuff i thought that uh what was going to happen was carlos was going to confront seb right as they were outside the barn where the party is being held in the back and get really mad that he wasn't remembering even though uh seb actually remembered yeah you've but seen no. too many soap operas <laughs> right. that would be the like relationship breakup right before the party starts right. Almost like the uh, Mr. Peanut Butter and uh, Pickles thing in season six mm -hmm. when he says that they cheated on them. Right, exactly. So he, but here, no, it's just in the middle of the episode. Carlos isn't mad at Seb at all. And is there family there? Is it like a big to do? Because this is like every Spanish-speaking country has their own distinctive quinceanera like process. They're very similar, but the events differ a little bit. Like you can have the entrance, the dances, the cake cutting, the toast. They all follow a very similar, different formula. Yeah, this is this just had a lot of like. But it like had... it sounds like this one was only organized by the friends. Right. Yeah. There wasn't that many people there. It wasn't like huge. But was like, his family there? there? I think his family was there. Yeah, and definitely the people who are part of the school, like Miss Jen. Sorry. This all took place from his point of view. Uh, no, it does give you a side panel at the very beginning where he recaps the episode, but except for that, you have... A... Wait, so he tells you how it's going to end? No, he tell he gives you what happened beforehand. Okay. Uh, but yeah, no, you follow a couple different storylines. You also follow Ricky, who is uh, the main character, I think, in the show. And he's trying... <laughs> you think? Yes, of course he's yeah. the main character. And, he, he's trying and Nini, to... of course. He's trying to go over to Miss Jen and get Nini to get back into the play because she's done something that, I guess, must have happened earlier I think on she decided just, she just didn't want to do it that year, and then now she's kind of having second thoughts. Right, and Miss Jen is like, no, there's no way I'm going to get her back. She wanted to leave. She can leave, and she can try for next semester if she really wants to be in the play that badly but once miss jen gets the video that the other school has basically copied her idea which i'll get to i have something about that in a second she goes straight to nini and this is kind of the episode and she's like nini you're back in and i have an idea and she picks up a rose much like beauty and the beast uh, and then okay, because get... she wasn't sure who she was going to be cast as, from right, my yeah. understanding. The, the It reminds me a lot of, like, with sports movies, when <laughs> the coach tries to punish the star player because they're getting too big of an ego, right. and so they sit them, but then they find their, themselves losing the game, and they're like, get back in there. We, right, we need and it's, you. Like, it's <laughs> like the very last chance that they have at actually winning. Um, but and it's then... funny, because you said this new production that the other school is doing to compete with theirs is just starting. And well, they've yeah. had weeks upon weeks to prepare. And not only that, but the thing is, is that like... So why should they be that worried? Like, if anything, this should be good news to them because they're well, like, we're going to And that's why I because I felt like if you were going to take the school's idea, you should expand upon it. But no, they're just straight up copying the fact that they're going to have dogs in the play. Yeah, maybe it's like they go first. Maybe they're in order maybe, to go but, first. Yeah, and I, that's why they're afraid. Like, if they go second, then it'll look like they're thieving. Maybe, but I was just so confused as to why they took the same exact idea and didn't try to expand upon it because if they came in there and they were like we're gonna have dogs throughout the play or something like that then i'd be like well that's a real threat but again they just took the the same exact thing that uh, miss jen was going to do yeah also i was never a theater kid or attended really theater competitions but if they do back to back to back plays or scenes from plays to like judge which one is the best right it would be really boring to sit through the same one <laughs> back to back because like maybe with shakespeare there'll be like yeah. different ways of interpreting it 
but with Beauty and the Beast, it would literally be the same plot right, the whole time. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Just- <laughs> I also want to bring up another storyline. This is again one that didn't really have like a conflict. That wasn't a bad thing. But Gina, she is going to be leaving schools and uh, schools. Yeah, and I don't think that she's telling any of her friends that uh, she's going to be leaving because she's afraid of them being sad. Mm-hmm. But she is like really trying to perform a uh, kind of give an homage to a Instagram video that Carlos posted on his Instagram when he was 12 years old where he gave a little dance. And when Gina gives it, she has background now he's dancers. turning 16 now, right? He's turning 16, Does he yeah. look like he did? No, 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 I think that they cast someone different. But okay. Gina, in the end, yeah, she's singing, she has background dancers, she does a good job, and that was it. She she just planned out that she was going to dance, and then she danced. So again, that's what I mean when I say that, like... Very straightforward. Yeah, just like... Were they good dancing? Was it good singing? Yeah, in fact, I thought that Gina's song was, uh, was just like a song that they came up with until I realized that, again, um... Seb, he's the one who plays the piano, played the climb from Miley Cyrus. So that made me wonder, did Gina do a cover of a song? But yeah, the dancing was good, and I liked her character. And it, the last scene we see is Gina being like, Mom, I'm ready to go, meaning that she's going to be changing schools. Okay. And do you think that's going to resolve itself? Is she going to go to the bad school? The one that's competing against her? That'd be interesting. That'd be interesting. I don't think she is. I oh, think okay. that she's very loyal to the uh, play. Thing. She's still got her friends. Yeah. but I was, Then why does she want to leave? I don't know. I think that might be your parents' decision. Okay. But I think that, but I was surprised to see that also Nini, yeah, she wasn't in the show that much. Like, she wasn't the main focus for this episode. And I only yeah, figured it's Carlos, out. Yeah, Carlos. So, with Carlos in mind, though, like, he's the focus of the episode. So, what does his character do besides turn 16? Well, he gets sung to by Seb, which I do find funny because that is uh, also the main character's name in La La Land. But Seb kind of gives him this speech where he says, when he was 12, he. Seb was Ryan Gosling? That, yeah, Ryan Gosling. Okay. Yeah, but uh, in the show, Seb says when he was 12, the same uh, like age that Carlos was when he posted the video on Instagram, he watched it probably 100 times out of the 1,000 times that he had been viewed because he always felt like in Utah, he had to be very, very scared and closed off because he felt like he couldn't give who he really was. Was this good acting? Or like... Yeah, yeah, it was fine acting. And when he gives okay. the... You the... weren't just like snoring while no, he was talking about this? No, and when he does the song, I thought they did a good job singing it. And then at the very end of it uh, i read Carlos. somewhere that someone said that they enjoyed it more than the miley cyrus song yeah i mean it's the last song that they do so i think that was supposed to be better than gina's little dance or whatever <laughs> oh you're talking about the <laughs> actual little... miley cyrus song yeah no, the climb. i don't think so i think i think miley cyrus does a better job but yeah seb it's i think you have to be a good singer in order to be in this show goes without kind of yes. saying and they but... are actually mostly teenagers like that was really? one of the things they wanted to do at least with the first season they wanted to cast mostly teenagers and i know that uh olivia rodrigo she's like 18 i think yeah and um i think there some of them are now in their 20s oh, but okay. but it's closer in age than say glee was right yeah and these people glee, actually they had look like, like 30 year olds playing some high school yeah like they actually look like they're in high school for this um but Car- carlos goes up to seb and kisses him at the very end of it um and that was basically the end of the episode oh, there's also a weird love triangle going on so i thought that uh zach was going to be kind of into miss jen and miss jen was into him especially yeah. when she gave the line about his hips don't lie but no instead you get ricky's father who likes her and then this other guy who i don't think i got the name of who likes her as well so it's a weird love triangle between them three Sounds like a love square you just mentioned three other people but who the like thing her. is is that i don't think that you're supposed to think that zach likes miss jen i think it's just supposed to be like some tension there yeah huh okay 
okay. Yeah, so... Does it aid the story? I mean, I don't know where to go with that. Well, that was... She's a, kind of just the teacher figure, right? Well, yeah, and that was a strange and thing. it's a high school show, and was, we're concentrating yeah, it strange, on right? the... It was strange how they gave, the, like, a the adult storyline. High school and, romance Yeah, and yeah. especially in a kid's show, that made me wonder myself, are they trying to go with, like, a TV PG Well, does it feel rating? more adult than High School Musical, the movies? I mean, yeah, but uh, it's still a family show. Like, kids can watch this what first What would you time. rate it, like... Your one through ten rating. It was light entertainment, and I give it like a six and a half. None of the jokes. Six point five. Six point five. Yeah. None the episode the... has an eight point five on IMDb. Wow, that's high. How many reviews? You know, like over a hundred. But like, there's a seven point three for the actual series. Yeah, I mean that's that's and a respectable score. More positively reviewed than a lot of family mm-hmm. or kids shows. You know. Right. I was gonna say that none of the jokes except for the last one really got me. But that being said, I was still like entertained while watching it. Like I didn't find anything thoroughly wrong with it. Um, You've also seen shows like or at least clips from like Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, right. which just got canceled. Would you say the singing is better or the choreographed decently like similar or? What, no, what no, say? no. First off, in Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, much like it's all on uh, her mind. High School so, Musical yeah. itself. Yeah, she is able to have what seems like at least huge dance numbers and i feel like the songs actually serve a purpose in this story except for maybe the climb here there's not that much choreography at all it's just singing but here they do do make their own original song sometimes right yeah and so there's the difference right yeah i mentioned a game earlier i found that there are no other quinceanero um episodes that have ever been made for shows but there's a lot of quinceanera shows like episodes yeah and stories i know that a film is called quinceanera i think but yeah Yeah, but we're not going to talk about the film we're talking about distinct episodes there have been so many in fact that i want to see if you can identify which are true and which are false okay how many is it three true one i've got no no no. i've got five of them you true false them so you say whether or not you think they're right or wrong i did terrible true false in school so how do you do terrible okay three out of five and you pass ready all right okay number one true or false wizards of waverly place had an episode named quinceanera they're all named quinceanera so i'll stop saying that but season one episode 20 and the family prepares for alex's quinceanera on her 15th birthday uh teresa takes control of the plans turns it into a party that she wants and refuses to listen to alex's objections the, this eventually irritates Alex to the point where she switches bodies with Teresa. Oh, okay. Well, I I hope I get this one right. Um, I think that's that sounds true. True. Yep, it's true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you hadn't actually seen that episode, had you? Uh, no, I did. It's not familiar, but. It, okay, so it was... I might have seen it, but like I forgot about it at some all point. All right, Zach and Cody. <laughs> Season 3, episode 10. You're pulling out all the shows that I used to watch as a kid. Okay, yeah. London attends, uh, I guess, London attends a public school for the first time after being expelled, again from Our Lady of Perpetual Sorrow, for not showing up regularly. She immediately hits it off with Maria, who invites her to her quinceanera. Zach finds his new crush, Amber, will also be attending the party, and Cody devises a plan that will help London sneak them in. Season, season 1? Season 3, episode 10. Okay, well, I, the characters you named, I all remember, so I'm going to say true to that as well. False. False? False. You you must have changed I've, someone's. Changed I borrowed some uh, some plot points, but other than that, like there was uh, no one named Maria, and there was no one, like, no quinceanera that took place. Well, yeah, but the, who was the person that you said that London, like, pissed off? I think it was... Oh, her right. school? Yeah. Yeah, she... Our Lady of Perpetual Sorrow. Right, yeah. So she attended a public school at some point? Yeah, okay. So it was false. All right. Bye. All right. So you're one for her, too. Yeah. Uh, the next one. The Fosters, Season 1, Episode 4. Steph and Lena are surprised when they find out that Mar- Mariana wants to dance with Mike after 
at, sorry, at her quinceanera rather than her mom's. I am going, well, the Fosters I never watched. I'm going to say true. All right, you're two for three. True. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Next one, Hannah Montana. Ready? All right. Season two, episode eight. Hannah agrees to sing at President Martinez's daughter's quinceanera and volunteers Roxy to be her backup dancer. All hell breaks loose when Shanika requests her favorite song, but Roxy trips over a mic cord and nearly exposes Hannah's true identity. Uh, I think, okay, if I believe that's true because I think I remember that, but I think you might have also switched some stuff up. Can you say it again? Okay. Hannah agrees to sing at President Martinez's daughter's quinceanera and volunteers Roxy to be her backup dancer. All hell breaks loose with when Shanika requests her favorite song, but Roxy trips over a mic cord and nearly exposes Hannah's true identity. I'm going to say false. But you said true before. I, I know, because I was thinking of a different episode where Hannah's singing for someone else. How many I'm, of these episodes false. have you seen? False, right? <laughs> but that's the real question. How many of these episodes have you seen? Of Hannah Montana? Yes. No, probably the early ones. I, I, I watched it, yeah. Well, this was season two. All right. No, you're right. Yeah. So you've, you've passed the test. You've gotten three out of four so far. Right. We have one more. Ready? Yeah. Superstore. Season 4, episode 17. Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> Amy invites Jonah to her daughter Emma's quinceanera celebration that her ex-husband is also attending. Things begin to head south as Jonah causes multiple incidents, embarrassing himself in front of much of Amy's family. Mateo and Cheyenne, and Cheyenne become obsessed with seeing Amy cry after hearing that she's an ugly crier. <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, true, true, I guess. All right, four for five. <laughs> All right, yeah. All right that's an 80%. Yeah. <laughs> that's a B. <laughs> I did, yeah, it's probably better than half the time I did in school, but yeah. <laughs> All right, so to get back to the questions that we had at the very beginning of the show, Zach Efron, he said that he's never going to return as Troy. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I could see that, definitely. Yeah, he's not a fan of the character. He says he would punch that dude in the face if he could. <laughs> ah, okay. That reminds um, me of, like, Daniel Craig when he talks about slaying his wrist as James Bond, but yeah. Oh, <laughs> so he? you think he will actually, like, as a trick? This no, is just I think I think Zach he is actually done. coming back to Disney, but for a completely different role. He's actually in charge of a remake where he's one of the characters of Three Men and a Baby. Have you heard of that? No. It no. originally starred Tom Selleck, Steve Gutenberg, and Ted Danson. I might have heard about it a long time 80s. ago. Came out in the 80s, yeah. yeah. Um, now it's going to star uh, Zac Efron, Michael B. Jordan, and Miles Teller. Aren't the... What, no, I'm just kidding. Like, uh, people <laughs> yeah. from that one film. But I think yeah. the awkward moment. But um, I think that would make a great casting yeah. if they just kept on using <laughs> just kept the same on people the over same and over game. again. Also... I don't expect you to know this because you didn't even know Three Men and a Baby, but do you want to guess what the sequel to that was named? What the sequel to the yeah, show? Yeah, I'll was give named? you a hint. It, it, no, to the to the, it was not a show; it was a movie. It was Four Men and a Baby. No, it actually rhymes with Three Men and a Baby. It's, I have no idea. <laughs> three men and a little lady. <laughs> Okay, so I assume though that they're only. It's the going baby. To... <laughs> the baby has become a little lady. Oh god. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. At first, I confused it with the John Travolta talking baby one. Yeah. Look who's talking. Yeah. Yeah. And you should also do that. To... No, I, I really do not want to see that. <laughs> also, because Zac Efron's a no go on returning, right? right? 
And uh, who's your favorite character from the original? I don't remember his name, but it was Zac Efron's friend. I think his actual name was Corbin Blue. He was so you'd want to see him return in this. Yeah. I think they had one of the characters return. It was like uh, the evil character's friend or something. Ashley Tisdale's Yeah, friend her, her friend. Yeah, that's her brother, more... maybe. Oh, her brother. Yeah, that, yeah. that makes sense. I think it was him who came like, back in the first season. I feel like that's almost the episode situation where it's like we can't get anyone big, so let's get No, I think they could. They could bring back Troy's character, but they do a reverse 17 again where they actually bring back Matthew Perry to play Troy since he played the older version of him in 17 again. Yeah, I think you're not, that's not going to happen. <laughs> that's never going to happen. All right. That basically was all my questions. Anything else you want to say about the episode? Yeah, you were talking about how if um Carlos's family was there and he does actually grant Miss Jen as being the godmother. Like mm-hmm. they I didn't know that that was something that could happen, but yeah, they yeah, asked as him. I told you like in different places depending on Spanish speaking countries or even in the US because it's been adapted, but you have like the Mexican quinceañera or the Brazilian quinceañera and they all are like they only have like little differences like the father dances with the daughter sometimes or the cake cutting ceremony happens first but but it's always so you're saying a godmother was yeah yeah they were like who do you want to be your madrina and, he and does says, she sing Jen. no the next thing you see they cut to the side panel where she's crying is this before she learns about the other school like yeah this is before and so she, to... she's crying already when she finds out the bad news <laughs> well no she, she she's better now it was just played for laughs but um i think that yeah i'm not gonna i'm not gonna watch like the rest of this series or even the next episode but i think anyone the, who... the next seven episodes the next se- so it's 13 episodes a 12. season but um season. they do have uh they had two specials already and then also i think this was delayed like it was originally intended to come mm-hmm. out earlier yeah because of covid yeah so yeah no but i think that anyone who wants to check out this show they should because i think that you'll probably get some of the music and some of the dances and some comedy so yeah cool that's been it for today's episode we'll see you on the next one thanks for listening bye bye